West Limerick 102, your community radio station. The following is the podcast of County Views is broadcast on the 26th of August 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on West Limerick 102 FM. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon and Owen Hand. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening and welcome to County Views on this Wednesday night. And tonight we are joined by... <coughs> Three gentlemen, indeed, I must say myself, and on hand, well-known personality, indeed, and a gentleman as well. He's been here with us before on an occasion, and, of course, he was the manager of the Irish soccer team in Limerick, soccer team, and many, many more, and played very well-known, so there's no need for me to go into detail about him. And Tom Ryan was the manager of the other crowd, the crowd with all the money, the GAA, Limerick manager. Tom says they didn't give him much of it. And Councillor Jerome Scanlon. Who never managed anything. Who was manager of the Fine Gael party, and they didn't give him much either, so he left him. He left him, and he went independent. And there are our three guests tonight. And you're all very, very welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. It is all. I mean, I think last week we had a few women in to keep a bit of the balance going. And, folks, you're tuned to West Limerick 1 or 2 FM, and this programme is going out live until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night, repeated tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock until half past eight on West Limerick 1 or 2 FM. If you want to call in or text in, Jason Smith is ready, willing, and able out there to take all your messages. And it's 0696600 or 0871669800. So you can send in your messages early. And we haven't a whole lot to be talking about tonight, so we'll be digging the bottom of the pot for topics. So we're depending on you folks, listeners, to send in your messages there on 0696600 or 0871669800. Weather forecast this evening is absolutely beautiful here in Newcastle West. And... Uh, Buys up the country tell us we have a yellow alert warning again for all of Munster and a bit of other places as well tomorrow and flooding is promised so make the most of this beautiful evening Owen you're very very welcome Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here again. Yeah. And you're also welcome, John, even, even though you're a, 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 a politician, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and Tom, we're delighted you're looking so well on this beautiful evening. Now, gentlemen, I suppose I, the latest news to tell me is that Phil Hogan has resigned, I believe, yeah. the case. Tom, do you want to... This evening. Well, sure, this was, um, this was inevitable, like, as regards the, the whole fiasco from when we were, from when we were here sitting in the studio. While we were volunteering night. here at our own expense with no penny compensation whatsoever, the fat cats running the country were having whining and dining. In Sifton. In huge numbers. Yeah, and unfortunately the man whose head rolled first didn't even play golf. Derek Cleary? Yeah. The other fellow toughed it out. 
And with every day, we all lost credibility because he sent everybody's credibility, including that of the Taoiseach, the Tarnished, and the leader of the Green Party, down a mine shaft in the meantime. Well, Sorry, I mean, totally agree with you, General. Yeah. I think <laughs> the credibility is a very the, the mm. word that really matters, and Don't. I think that he was digging a hole for himself bigger, deeper, and deeper all the time. I'm talking about Phil Hogan here, yes. really. yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, to me, to me, the whole event. I mean, I just can't see how they could be so stupid. Be so stupid about the whole thing. You know, when when you say the obvious thing that we all say about funerals, weddings, particularly funerals, and then. I mean, that, that would make anybody irate. You know, it really would. The people who have suffered. And the old people that are living in nursing homes who can't have a visitor. Exactly, mm. all that kind of thing. My heart goes out to those people. Yeah. Well, there's so many instances you can yeah. give, and it's just, it just, I, you, you, the stupidity you just can't get over. And the disrespectfulness of it to the people, the frontline people who died in some cases fighting COVID. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and there we have, like, I mean, <laughs> Phil Hogan there saying all these things that turned out to be, you know, ridiculous anyway. Was it nine press releases or some number oh, like that stop. we've had over the yeah. since Friday? But, but I, I'm surprised by the, by the surprise of all this by uh, Phil Hogan. And let's not forget the judge, um, the Supreme Court judge as well. And there was another judge as well, Pat McCartan. He, he was a judge as well. He'd be workers' party, we officially officially area one time. Yeah, and uh, he was there as well. And uh, the whole, I actually, would you believe it, wouldn't segregate Phil Hogan at all, because I wouldn't expect any years from him anyway. You know, I mean, he's one of these arrogant individuals. I, I, I've been following his career since, for years now. And so Jerome would, would know him probably personally. I met him. I would have met him. And uh, he was a big, he was a heavy hitter in Fine Gael. He was the man that put in the, into the driving seat in Fine Gael, into Taoiseach as well, and kept him there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all saying about what loss he'll be got in, in the trade talks. So three months ago, he wanted, he wanted to head the World Trade Organization, right. if you mind. That's right. Talk, yeah. about, talk about a nick. Like, you, you wouldn't believe, you couldn't make it up. And, and I mean, the last be, and who was behind him? The Independent was behind him full-time all the week. The Farmer Journal, the IFA, all the big guys, all the big hitters, all the big judges, there was the, the fellas came out uh, about uh, supporting the, the Supreme Court judge as well. Should I mean these people? Who did they think they're like? Yeah. Every, all the 81 should be named uh, and uh, they were there. And, first, and I think further to this, the hotel was wrong as well. How they organised all this like? This didn't happen overnight at all. This has gone on for all these are all, all, all the who, who, who. Tom, we had the big nice there, the, the powers to be in political life, so to speak. And we've been saying for years here and criticizing politicians and they're usually criticizing us, criticizing the politicians. And some people say, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. But all these people have been highly paid, one very highly paid. It's been the world. part of a click together, like in the world. And it how is, do you get yeah. independence? You know, you'll have that judge overseeing this inquiry, that inquiry down the road, and so they're all geese from the same candle, so they, to speak. Pat, they wouldn't yeah. do the decent thing. In my view, what should have been done with Mr. Hogan? He should have been his salary should have been reduced by hundred grand, but neither Ursula 
not the Taoiseach or Tanish to this country would even think about that because the next thing to go would be their large salaries. What about the pensions, Tom Ryan? He's going to walk away with huge pensions. Well, he, well you see, that's a part, a part and parcel of, of the whole setup, you know, the pensions. And we've been talking about that here for, for the last couple of years now. And, you know, I mean, that's the system that we have allowed in this country to, to actually for to develop. And we see the performance of these people. We see how the how decisions are made. We see the, the I mean, the mixture of the journalists, Mr. Sean O'Rourke, the man that, that they were nearly by, they were crying over. He got offered uh, offered the airwaves, and there he was in the middle of a mall, uh, celebrating with him. But you see, th- this is how we do business in this country. There is nothing straight about here. This is a, a country of cliques and money merchants and tax exiles and all them. Yes, That's Gerard. what yeah, well. Tom raised the most interesting point there. Had Mr. Sean O'Rourke not retired from RTE, what would we have been listening to from him over the last five days? That, to me, would have been interesting. He would have been doing the interrogating. And if yes, he, wasn't he would have been doing the... Yeah. And here we are, with back to the double standards that you've mentioned, Tom. This is the difficulty. It's a bit like taxes only for little people. Conformity is only of any form or another is only for little people. If you listen yeah, here, Jerome, to our to our yeah, okay, sorry. On. Sorry, you know, Jerome. Yeah. When you say about the, the, the salary and all that, who's who's paying Phil Hogan? At the end of the day, we get a statement European of affairs. Union the European, European Union. That's what it's paid, paid, paid through Ireland and yes. all the European, all the all the European countries contribute to their VAT contribution. Right. There's okay. A percentage of our VAT paid into central funds in Europe. Europe and, and they and, and they're all paid huge salaries in order of that. But they, yeah. We're all contributing <coughs> towards his of course, we are. And, and we will be from life yeah. contributing towards his pension. And Pat is laughing here now because he knows he's he's waiting for me now to They're an unelected bunch. Yeah. Unelected That is a problem, yes. And in nineteen ninety nine they all had to disband because of the, the entire EU Commission was forced from office after allegations of impropriety in 1999. Right. These are the unelected people who are running Europe, which Tom knows I'm a big well, fan some of. Well, I'm a big s- fan some of, of the elected We'll hold it a second now, we'll hold yeah. a second, Tom, Sorry. because I must wish John Harold a safe journey home. John plays wonderful music here every Wednesday night, and he steps in when we're really badly stuck as well. So, John, hope you're keeping steady on the road with these announcements and and, and, and the money that these people get paid. We hope it doesn't upset you on your travels and safe journey. And we have we've lost uh, quite a few. Phil Hogan is gone. Derek Hillary is gone. Uh, where the other ministers Jerry went Buttermer be- has gone. Before him, Jerry Buttermer is gone. And the Supreme Court Justice Seamus Wolf is not he gone yet. Get, I don't know. I mean, it kind of frightens you when you think of the pensions that all these guys get. So I'd, I'd love to resign if there was a pension like that waiting for you. Uh, Phil Hogan will have a pension uh, as a TD. A few pensions. He did 26 yeah. years, I think, in the Dáil or some... As a minister as well, would you? He will have a minister's pension. He would, yeah. He'll have yeah. a pension from Europe. Yeah. So three nice... But, you know, well, you can't take it lightly because, you know, it's it, it's a, it's a, it actually undermines our whole constitution and our, our republic and the people that died for the country, the people that suffered with, the people that died in nursing homes, the people that are sick, as you said, while you go around the frontline workers, you know, I mean, and also what I what I can see happening now as well. This is being used as a kind of a, an excuse now to, you know, all 
all like anger is directed at Phil Hogan. We've all a part to play in this. You know, there's, this is, I mean, as I said earlier, Pat, the, the, the hotel have questions answered here. You know, they set it up as well. They can't be, they can't wash their hands right at the hotel. You know, we have listened to them every day. We had a big speech there from our local president of the, there early on about, about weddings and all that. And, uh, you know, we, I mean, the incidence of the COVID is spreading. I mean, tonight's 197 or something. I mean, this evening, yes, uh, 97 or 100 in Dublin. I mean, this this is very, this is more than serious. Like, so we can't actually say that once he's gone out, that there's a, you know, the actual Minister for Agriculture. Like, I mean, that is a, that's a huge like a huge position. It will have four ministers for agriculture now in in, a, in about a month. The man that appointed him. Sure, I mean, Michael Martin was nobody's doing. I mean, with these gurus that he's appointed into agriculture. What, you see, I mean, it's a very serious matter, like, that all about, I mean, we have Brexit coming down the road. We, have, we haven't an absolute clue what even to do. And I know that for, uh, for a fact, well, what, how the custom setup is going to be there? Is there going to be a border there? And now they're backpedaling good over within the Department of Agriculture, within the Department of Finance. They're bringing back retired people back for, that are retired with big pensions. They're bringing them back. Uh, again, so when we come back against their will, but they're getting well paid for their pams and be, and be well grazed. The country is in a total mess. And we've been ran by a crowd now that where they spent a lot of their time now is a silent install above in the god pots. The god pots yeah. in the stall. This this outside uh, in the This is what this is what's going on in this country. Like uh, away from I mean, who who, who would expect ideas in Phil Hogan? Like and even the Ramus, like if there was ever one. And he's been dead all his life. And he gave an interview last night and tries what he it for arrogance. Well, oh, and but he, and he was sent out uh, by Ireland's government <coughs> to represent the people of Ireland many years ago. Some said it was to get rid of him out of the Irish Parliament. Yeah. But he is the Irish representative out there. And we've sent out some other ones as well. <laughs> the fellow who lost the 300,000 or 300 million or whatever there some years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mink Flanagan is another one, isn't he? He was, yeah. for, he was yes. photographed his underpants. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, stop. Dead a month ago. Oh, no. stop, yeah. Can you imagine that? But, I mean, it, it, your, your general point there about, I mean, integrity is just non-existent. You know, it really is. When you think about, Mia Martin has asked the other day about, okay, the fact that uh, it's been kind of a, shall we say, won't say a disaster since yeah. he's come in, but something along those lines. And I mean, he's, what did he come out with? His answer back was, well, the schools, the schools. He wouldn't even answer the plumbing question, you, you know. To see the, the, the well, schools is a camouflage. Yeah. And the person who's got off the hook for the last week because of all of this going on is the Minister for Education. There has been no proper plan for the return to schools. I'm aware of what they're going to have to tolerate in some of the schools in terms of attempting to accommodate uh, the, the pupils and the students. It's, it's going to be a nightmare for the teaching profession. But I would hope we've been listening for the last week to the golf gate problem. And I would hope that the media would lay off, let the children go back to school and don't create a massive song and dance about it, because that's what I fear with regard to the school. Now we've moved away from Mr Hogan. Tomorrow it will be school. It will be school for the next two weeks because the media seem to be stuck on negativity constantly. Now, Tom Ryan, Jerome and Owen, we've all been criticising the political people elected for many, many years, and again here tonight now, the three of you. And we had Christy Kelly, who was... 
well, well tuned, well informed, knew his stuff inside out, a good, decent, honest person, ran as an independent. Previous county council election, he was a couple of hundred votes short to get elected. The second time he ran, he, he dropped a couple, 150 votes less. Mm. So the, the, the system is totally controlled by the big parties. There's money loaded in them, the church get collections, a good, honest, decent, independent per minded person to happen to hope in hell, almost. Yeah. It's an unfair system. It's, a, it's not a democratic system, Tom. Well, it's not a democratic system. It, it, yeah. But, uh, you see, this, this is from, but we get the people that we deserve, you see, at the end of the day, but, but in Ireland... But it's controlled, yeah, Tom. But in Ireland, you see, we don't, you, you can't get that message across, because, you see, it, is, it, it goes back to the whole, it, it goes back to the, to the old system. People that are elected, like, are, are not an actual fact. I mean, it, it's an honour to be elected. You're elected to serve. You're well paid as well. You see, and like, I mean, the point about it is that when you are elected to a government office, like, and in particular, if you're elected to cabinet, it's a, it's a terrible responsibility. And you have to have competence, you have to, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to have, have and, but that's what's happening. Our people are playing golf. We had, it was the same kind of a scenario. You see, when you size up, and that takes the commander while I go about who's around the country, we had a banking collapse here, right? And they, they should have been about 200 of them in jail for about 20 years wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been <coughs> too short the time. That takes your, that takes your effort, uh, yeah. I called it out there, yeah. but I didn't call it out over the air. Your weekly resident panelist, Tom Ryan, must have a crystal ball. As last week, he made a statement, quote, faceless people running the country, unquote. Can Tom elaborate on this statement? So continue for another minute and then pass it around yeah. the table. Well, you see, when you have people that are, that are not elected but have money and have power, they control the strings. It, it reminds me like of, it's a kind of, it's a Freemasonry kind of, a, of an establishment. We don't know who they are. They have deep pockets. They control this, the system. They can call parties. They can call big parties to their big houses, right? Those parties consist of here in Limerick and, and in Tipperary and other areas, senior ministers of government, senior policemen, judges, all local politicians, down to county councillors, and they're all there and they're all being they're there to be lobbied. That's what they're. They get a lump of meat in the place, and maybe a watch going out the door, and thank you very much, and they don't a great night. It's, this is a pathetic, a pathetic organisation in art. Tell me, carry on. The last time I was on this programme, I was saying the same thing about what qualifications are required to be able to put your name forward to get into any electoral position. Not, there's no, not even a, a diploma in social science or anything. No qualifications. There's no qualifications needed. Yeah. Well, so, in the democracy... I mean, that to me is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, you see, Owen... Sorry. OK, I, I want to answer all. I want no. to give my opinion on that yeah. particular point you made. You see, Owen, you, that to me is OK. It's a point you make, a point, and it's a valid point, but I don't agree with it. Because, like, I understand that if you put yourself forward, you, you have to have competence, number one. You must have knowledge. I mean, Jerome can, can know that, you see. I mean, Jerome will tell us. He'll, he'll tell us he, from the base up... 
you 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 have to have, have some degree of of knowledge, and you know, it is what you do afterwards. It's a competence afterwards. Like when the pressure comes on and when decisions have to be made, that's the well, that's, that's the what area. I mean, Tom. Yeah. I mean, you say you must, you must have some proven what proven what. Yeah. I mean, I like your own. Well, yeah. I mean, educated people. We used to have. I mean, going back to when, when I was a bit younger, I mean, the politicians were educated people. They were, but they didn't yeah. cover the citizens' glory either, you know? Well, I mean, there was, there was a lot of them. was a degree of you know, education. I would, yeah. worse still, I would say, lads, is that appointing the ministers. We have ministers yeah. for children who have no children. We have ministers for agriculture, if we had one, who hadn't even a goat or an acre of land and so on. The ministers' thing was even ten times worse on. Mm. They're not appropriate to the ministers' Ship to tell him well, charge true, which is not depending on the civil service. Yeah, and the but then, not but then who but appointed him? Who appointed him? You see, you, you, you can follow the, you, you, you can follow the, 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 I mean, the pyramid, like yeah. you know. I remember one time, Jerome. Let's just a little bit of a. Little bit, I was asked by RT what I do a uh -huh. bit of a program, an interview of it, oh. and the sports program on Saturday evening. I said, well, you know, so. They meant to nail me like naturally enough, and, and Mr. J Mr. What you call him uh, from Clare, Martin Morris, he was in charge, and he said to me, and if you, so I came on anyway, uh, about, you know, he said, we're, 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 we're waiting on, on the line in the studio, like, and in the studio in Limerick, and uh, what, you know, he said, and at that particular time, Limerick were going through a bad, a bad patch on the, on the hauling field. So the first question he hit me with was, it was after my period of time, it was, it was, it was a good bit after it. He, he, says, he said, Limerick, he said, has had 11 managers of their county hurling team in 10 years. You know, I want to say, what do you think of that? Well, I said to him was, isn't it a fair reflection, I said, to the people that beat those managers? <laughs> Straight away, we'll go to Old Trafford, he said. And we'll take a report from there. <laughs> that was that yeah. was the shortest interview yeah. I did. It was ever done. Not the kind of a record in that in that regard. Tom, you wrote them all off in in a, in a second for one him. one thirty seconds. Yeah, and it's the same with Michael Martin. He he, he has two two stooges picked as as two ministers of agriculture. Maybe that's what, what they want. Half the difficulty is lack of leadership. Lack of leadership. There's no lack leadership to quality. be seen anywhere. And in the case of this government. They, the three different groupings picked their mates. We have the lady from Kerry. She's there because of gender. She's there because she worked with the Martins, I understand. And she was a personal friend of theirs. She's Minister for Education. So there were a couple of other ladies in the wings that were dropped because they mightn't have been as close to me all. That's just one particular case. Then you had the other Martins, the Green Martins, where uh, the deputy leader decides her brother needs a Senate seat. So it's another job in this case for one of the boys. Jerome, will you tell me, answer me this, what is wrong with the communication system? I was listening to RT today, I was up in County Clare this morning, and they had Eamon Ryan on, and the line broke down. Later in the day, the, 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 the RT report from CARE was on, about um, viruses in care in the meat factory, and he broke down. There was somebody else on again this evening, and that broke down as well. It speaks volumes. Have you been around when a connection to a Dublin politician or a Dublin interviewee broke down? No. Yeah. It's to do with connectivity and poor quality um, uh, IT from rural parts of the country. It's very bad. Yeah. Hmm? Well, that's my 
taken it. It often suits as well, like the hit the dip down, you know. Oh, that's true, yeah. A text message here on for you. Silence is deafening. <laughs> Will you ask Owen if he thinks the FA are now on the right track now that Indy Kenny is gone? And how does he think Stephen Kinney will do as New Ireland manager? Must be Mick McCarthy. And the Kenny. Are the right names down there? Oh, well, no, Stephen Kenny is the. Yeah, the, the new, new manager, manager, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Whole, the whole structure, I mean, look, it's, it, we, we'll be here till three o'clock in the morning. But I think, I certainly think that the people who are in there now are trying to do the, get the thing on the right. And next Monday is a very important EGM. That's going to be held. Who was uh, there before Stephen Kinney? Who was there before? Mick McCarthy. Yeah, it was Mick McCarthy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Mick got a big payday. So, Karen, you, you, you'll get your I lines mixed up there, Richard. Yeah. I, I know Mick well because I gave him his debut for Ireland, and I feel like asking like whatever he. I think he got a something like a. Oh my God! Over millions for eight games yeah. so I just want a bit of a bonus for him you know I brought him into the scene all those years ago yeah. <laughs> you should be on commission yeah exactly exactly mind you I could have been learning from the people that we've been talking about yeah. previously <laughs> Uh, yeah, the so question, what was the other question that he... What did, he, what did you think of uh, Stephen Kenny now that the new manager's in place I think that's Oh I think I mean we've look I have I think that Stephen is a very diligent guy. Will you ask Owen if he thinks DFA are now on the right track now that such and such a one is gone, which seems to be a wrong name in there, and how does he think Stephen Kinney will do? And he, now that John Delaney is gone, what's oh. the thing? John Delaney is gone. Well, yeah, I mean, look, we could talk for a long time about that. There's, there's, there's all these investigations still going on about John Delaney. <laughs> and I could tell you some of the stories that, that, that what, what has gone missing and, and monies that came in and it's gone. Big, big, big black hole. Uh, you know, so that's, my God, that's a deep one. And so, let's just hope that the, so the, the corporate the governance inquiry, which is the guard investigation, yeah. well, I mean, that's not finished yet and it hasn't come out yet. As regards, uh, look, I never thought I'd see the day because, I mean, I suffered under Delaney. I won't go into that, but, I mean, I lost my position in 2012 and I was bringing money into the country from the, the kids that were going to England and all the compensation structures. But that's another story. I just think that... Uh, I'm I'm so delighted that he is gone because I knew that was the corruption was going on. I knew it, but you could do nothing about it because he was all powerful. Would he remind you somewhat of Phil Hogan, John Delaney? Um, I, I I couldn't even begin to say that Phil Hogan would be as devious as John Delaney. <laughs> you know, and that's saying an awful lot, probably. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just think that the people that are in there now, you know, that's Gary Owens and uh, Niall Quinn and uh, Roy Barrett. They've come in and. Uh, I, I, as far as I know, they're not even being paid. They're doing it kind of just to try and get the thing, try and get Irish football back to... It's, it's gone backwards. I mean, this goes deeper into schoolboy football and the whole structures of, of, of football in Ireland, which is disgraceful when you think of it. But uh, I think that the meeting on Monday that they've got now coming up is a very important one, where they're going to be voting what they agreed, the Memorandum of Understanding between the government to release the monies, which they have to have or else they go insolvent. Mm. So a very important meeting. And, of course, that's about the, the split, the 6-6 split of the board and then the vote for the president is against the chairman. Again, a bit of common sense to try and keep it there that the football people 
have, shall we say, the majority of, of voice, but football people with qualifications, with the proper qualifications, not in there to be on the gravy train, to get the free trips, you know, with the Blazers going on the trips and all that. I've seen them over the years contribute absolutely nothing other than take, take, take. And you can't get rid of them usually. You can't get rid of them. They're yeah. like leeches. And, and we had the ticket scandal in as well at the time. Well, that's right. Yeah, That, that seems to have been buried under the carpet. Totally buried under the carpet. Yeah. I mean, by the way, <coughs> Shane Ross, I, I was at a thing in the, the mansion house there with all the stakeholders is after the Delaney thing. And we were all sitting around the table, all the different football strands around the thing in the, in the mansion house. And I said to the guy, there was on our table who was the Minister of Sports guy. I said, you tell your boss, if he'd have followed through on his investigation into the real panicky and all that, yeah. what happened to all that? Yeah. Never. He was going to do a big investigation. John Delaney would have been found out earlier, two years earlier. Mm. And we'd, been, we'd have been two years further down the road of trying to rectify a mess. So it was an awful situation. And, and uh, we better go, hold it there because Jason is shouting for an ad break. And, of course, Kate McDonovan, who rang me up, is the sponsor on that particular query. So we better get the ads in. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on the 26th of August 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on West Limwick 102FM. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon and Owen Hand. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners, and you're joined tonight, we are joined tonight in County Views, going out here from Newcastle West. This programme is going out live from half past nine until 11 o'clock, and this Wednesday night repeated tomorrow evening, towards of 7 o'clock to half past eight. And if you want to call in or text in or email in or anything, 0696600 or 087-166-9800. And our panel tonight is on hand, Limerick and Ireland Soccer Manager, former, and Tom Ryan, Limerick GA, former manager as well and uh, Councillor Jerome Scanlon former Fine Gael party member now independent and myself Pat O'Donovan and we've got a long one in here I'm a relatively low, low, new listener to your Windsor programme I find it most informative your weekly panellist Tom Ryan must be happy tonight Normally, Tom is full of criticism of lim- upgrading the city of Limerick. The Opera site development has taken a significant step forward today after the project managers under the 180 million scheme was appointed. Limerick 2030 has revealed cogent associate and associates have been selected for the key role of integrated project management of the massive project, which will see a huge area behind Park Street developed into a mixed-use scheme featuring three multi-storey buildings, bars, restaurants and apartments. Planning permission was granted in February by Unborn Planala following an oral hearing. 
and the site should be cleared this year. David Conway, Chief Executive of Limerick 2030, the public company leading the project, hailed the appointment of Cogent as a significant step in the programme. The company has overseen a number of high-profile projects in Ireland, including the Central Bank and Google's European headquarters. Managing Director of Cogent Associates, Kevin James, said that no other location in the country will have a project of the transformational potential of opera and commencing on this site this year. It's fully funded thanks to commitments from the European Investment Bank and the Council of Europe Development Bank from Paul in Patrick's well. Jerome, you'll be fully familiar with that, mm-hmm. I take it. Mm-hmm. hundred and eighty million. Now my big my I suppose first issue with that is will it come in on budget? I have no problem with the investment of 180 million, but like so many other things, will it be done within that budget? That's the first point I'd make with regard to that. Who's that paying for this? Fully funded by the European Investment oh, Bank who's paying and for it? the Council of Europe Development oh. Bank. But I assume they'll want to. That's all part back. of. That's all part of that lump of money that uh, Minister Noonan uh, negotiated from the EIB, as far as I'm aware, a number of years ago. So that money is. How will I say it's there, it's channeled for this particular investment. Now, in my opinion, that part of the city badly needs reinvigoration. And this project will certainly put life back in. You're there and you're on the bank of the river. You're right beside what was the old courthouse, which is moving away, thankfully, (coughs) now, and will be in another part of the city. It's near where City Hall is. They're all, you know, you're going to have a heart and soul in the city with this development, in my view, I'm. I. I so don't think. The left side go down, Patrick Street, is it? Yes, it's going. You know where the granary is. If you go over to, if you go over to the, over towards Charlotte Key, just on that side, all that building down. So there. it's on the right hand side, so is Sorry, it? it's on the right hand side. Yeah, yes. Yeah. On the left hand side, as you go down, you have um, Tesco there. Uh, it's Arthur's Key on the left-hand side, and yeah, the other yeah. side of Patrick Street. It's but it's down further there. on. Yeah, further down there. Right. On the right-hand side. On the right-hand side. After in, going around a bit towards the, the granary, or is it back from the... Uh, the gra- it's back from... You, Across you, the road from the museum along that area. Yes, somewhere that all area. that area. You'll see it's pretty downtrodden. It's dilapidated yeah, as yeah, it is. Yeah. Now you Don't have... Uh, who are in there at the moment? The council have offices in that area. Planning were down there for a while. They're no longer down there. I think the... Uh, uh, the the business section of the council are operating out of there at the moment. That'll do us. Limerick Enterprise, uh, Enterprise Board. It's in the city, so there's no point in me taking up too much time. Yeah, no, it's no. in the city, but it's important because it's under the jurisdiction of the city and county council. Like, who are, the amount of money frightening, number one. You know, I mean, no more. It, it, the 180 million wouldn't put in the foundations there. This is one of the oldest part of the cities. Especially if it's taken 64 million to keep Bunratty Castle and those yeah. places open until next April. You know, 64 million. This is, <laughs> the, the, I have huge questions asked about this. Because uh, 2030, to me, are, are a company set up by the, by the Limerick City and County Council. Oh, by under the last county manager, Mr. Murray. And uh, they appear to be, oh, have, have endless money to spend. 
they have their own design team. I don't know what they had to go to Dublin for. They have a desk duplication straight away. And I say we have designers within the city council and county council. So there'd be three design teams. So they had to go to Dublin, I suppose, to what they'll cost. You know, was there, was there, um, what kind of uh, of a system was used for the, cho- for the, that they were chosen, this design team? Had they to quote for this job? Or was it, was it a bidding process for it or what? I would think European tender. European tender and who actually who, would, who was on the, the tender acceptance um, management team from the City and County Council do you know Jerome at all? It would have been the um, enterprise people. The enterprise. Uh, yeah, you know, would have, have, uh, Pat Daly is probably on it. He's now the chief executive. So he's chief executive. So like, uh, I mean, Stevens. Yeah. Like I wouldn't send. I wouldn't send that twenty. They are the same people now that that uh, spent. I suppose how many million did they spend on the on, on the famous hanging gardens that we were told would be packed out with clients? I don't think there's anyone in there. Had they had they tenants at the moment? Have they very, been called? Very few. Oh, there are, but there aren't very many there. Yeah, but then is it is what's going to happen? One of the issues, one of the issues with all this development now, and you have it in the city of London in in the square mile, and I was just covered there in the papers today. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Schroeder, Linklaters, which is the biggest firm of solicitors in London, will have the majority of their staff work from home. So you just ask the question, is this investment happening at the right time? You'd even question, should it happen now? Because of the change that's likely to come over the years ahead. Oh, there's a lot of people going to make money. Just let let me finish that. JP Morgan have said that post-COVID, Uh, they don't expect their staff to return to work in the city, that they'll work remotely. Yeah, but you see, I, I feel here like that uh, if there's that money floating around in Limby City and County, uh, that there's plenty of ways of spending Borrowed it. Borrowed money. Borrowed money has to be paid back. There appears to be no in- input from the, from the, from the councillors themselves. They're only there to rubber stamp it and to, for, to, um, for to pass the budget. There is no, I mean, the, the, the H cut in Limerick, now that the drain opened, that there isn't a, a pothole fixed. And there isn't a sleeper in a house from Abbey Field to Dune. And they can borrow and they can employ consultants in Dublin for the build 200 million. I think it's the greatest joke now. I mean, I, I, I honestly think, what's going on at all? Like? I mean, they have no money for housing. Now we better hold that there because we one our nice friend own picking out part of what they're talking about which you and I have been more familiar with, it looks like that the high streets and those shops in those places, there's going to be not as empty buildings. Mm-hmm. The two lads there just referred to it. People are working from home. The restaurants, the shops and the whole lot in England is rampant at the moment. Mm-hmm. People working from home and more and more of that. So there's going to be a total change in the so-called high streets. Oh, yeah, I think so. Shops. I mean, I totally agree with your own. I mean, yeah. like, uh, it's... It's going to be a different world Completely. when we come out of this, you know. Like as you say, like all these, all these offices around there's so many redundant buildings. Like in that respect, but getting onto your point about just Limerick, just on a general thing, I think it's it's great to see an area that has been let go, let go down, and whatever. Because Limerick, I've got a great affinity with Limerick because of my history there. I was living there and have great times. Um, but you, you take, I mean, just any, just I'm talking generally now. I mean, you you talk about say Dublin when they pedestrianised Grafton Street. You know, that kind of thing, and then put 
good buildings in there and whatever. And you know, that needs to happen in in, mm. in the city of Limerick as well because it has been let go, hasn't it? it has I mean, from a general yeah. point of view, oh, I don't, I mean, what you're talking about, I'm sorry, I don't know enough to be able to comment. But your own, like, if, if you like now, like, I mean, let me say at the moment, like, in the take one to your concert, it's. It, it's, you know, I mean, the main city in the only all for sale signs up there, you know, but people can't pay the rent, people can't pay too high, and you can't park the car with the traffic water. So it's, it's deserted. The only place we say there appears to be, that has to be, I'm told as well now, that, uh, that our new establishment in our country, the, the, the Munster Museum, whatever museum for now, I'd like to know, they're after the man, you know, I'm told that, that there has to be a special brick put on the street to, to accommodate him, if you don't mind. And after spending two million bringing in two players from South Africa, you know, and so who's funding all that? What's all, what's, what's all this about, Jerome? I don't know. I can't no. comment on that because as I'm not familiar with the bricks on the street. But wh- what we're getting from COVID, Tom, is what governments failed to deliver in over several years, and that's decentralisation. We'll see a natural decentralisation because of COVID. People yeah. will be working from home. Hopefully we'll see more people out in the country. Yeah. And then this will bring us to question. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, we'll, we'll, hold, we'll, right hold, we'll hold that one there. And we didn't get as far as the court and we didn't get as far as the Phil Hogan in relation to the guard stopping him while he was had a phone up against his ear on. Now, I've been stopped many a time and I've heard superintendents and chief superintendents telling us that the guard uh, will use his um, discretion. But yeah. I must say, due to my personality, probably it was his discretion was never applied in my case or then he wrote out a ticket and he said, there you are. Well, I can't understand. I mean, this day and age, I mean, especially Phil Hogan, what car he drives. He's no tooth. I mean, the hands-free <laughs> stuff is, is there. Like, yes. you know, so, yeah. I mean, what's going on? Well, as he texted or something? As the son of mine said, probably he, he wasn't there, that he'd be in Europe. He came into Ireland with his car and his phone and he wasn't probably able to keyed up. Oh, right. Tune yeah, it in. Well, yeah, <coughs> Apparently, it was the case, well, you know. We can actually, the more we talk about that, the more ridiculous it does sound. I mean, even the, the, the questions about it, he was working in the golf thing with America and all that, and then when well, just uh, just the phone on the phone element and the guard, like there are people now financially in dire straits with families, and they answer a phone, okay. put a phone to their ear, they find data euro, they get penalty points, yeah, and there's no discretion applied. I, yeah. Well, I mean, th- again, it's back down to what Tom was saying earlier on about uh, what we're all agreed on about like uh, different rules, different rules for different folks, type yeah. of thing. You know, it's just uh, their own kind of kingdom they live in and they're untouchable did you hear he, I didn't hear the full interview but it would appear that at some point in the full interview he more or less said that the Gardaí should know who he was and in his own arrogant fashion and that they shouldn't be stopping him never mind uh, ticking him off so somebody told me on the phone that this evening that he said that as a, as a EU commissioner yeah. he shouldn't have been uh, hassled in that way at all while yeah. he was his phone yeah. Yeah. shouldn't have been questioned yeah yeah You've never been stopped using the phone anywhere, Tom? Well, no, I, I was, <laughs> that wasn't actually, no. But, but it's really the point of people like that getting away with it and people who... Double standards, really, double you know. Standards. I mean, we're listening there to ads every day in the paper, you know, on the radio and, and the television. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that, uh, that, that is a serious 
matter. And they're treating it very seriously according from the from the, the road accident people and the the road authorities and the guardy themselves. And still now that uh, they could just say that a caution would do Phil Hogan. You know, it shows you it shows you the, how ridiculous the whole thing is. But it's not ridiculous. It's very serious to say because if Tom Raymond Scott he had to pay his his sixty euros and he's take his three penalty points and that'll be it. You know, and the same applies to him around the table, the owner. Jerome. So I mean, why you know? Because if you can take that back to uh, back to back to Cone, Tom. You know the time he was caught. Taxes, you know? payments of fines, yeah. and repayment of large loans. Yeah, are there only for little people? It looks like it now. You, you know, but to see all record in this country like is atrocious as regards as regards how t- how things should be run and the fairness of the thing. You see, the fairness of you, you, you expect that that those people would be treated the same as everyone else. But so that's only, you're only in cuckoo land if you think that. Oh, and can we compliment the, the, the three leaders of the coalition government at the moment? At least they stood up and they called him out in it and literally called for his resignation, mm. which normally didn't happen in the past. Well, I'm, kind of, I'm a bit cynical. I mean, I don't think they had any choice, you know, because it, it was in the media and that's it. It had to be addressed. So, you know, and as you know, like, I mean, if, you, if the media don't get fed, well, yeah, yeah. you know, and they have to be, it has to be addressed. And then it's, of course, from that where it gained legs. So. I would agree with Owen. No brownie pints to any of them. It was the public out there and the revulsion of the public, Pat, that made the three of them do what they did. Tom and Ra- as recently as the other evening, we had uh, the Taoiseach, I think, it was indicated that the Taoiseach had spoken to Ursula van Leyden, OK? And then the next day it was denied, which is part of the problem with this government since the 29th of June last. Everything that we seem to, that they seem to touch, there's one story on it today and there's a denial tomorrow. Uh, it's a problem. And, it, it, you know, it's a problem for the country. It's a problem for people and confidence in the politicians going down to zero. Tom Ryan, we must compliment Indy Kinney. And what, like? He got an invitation to the golf. He played the golf. He got an invitation to the dinner on last Wednesday night, and he totally rejected it and advised it was not a good idea. Yeah, but he has been very quiet since. He hasn't come out. He, he doesn't he, come out on anything, he's, I believe, anywhere. He's got missing for the last 12 months ever since, since Leo took over. He's, gonna, he's probably, he's probably, out, in, he's probably out in the install in, in, in the God pot again as well. Is he, but, is he gone? Is he out at the doll? Oh, he's not in the doll. But in fairness gone, to him, Tom. do you know, if you're current, like we have two popes at the moment, yeah. the, the, the senior pope, for want of a better way, are the retired Pope Emeritus. He doesn't say anything. And in fairness, I think Kinney is right not to get involved in anything. Yeah. I would like to see somebody say, and I think he'd be a good man, take off to Europe and replace that person that's leaving. You think that you would be a good man in Europe? Uh, well, and there's about three people that I would see for that job. Yeah. Go on. Name them. Probably Richard Bruton, Indy Kinney, or the man in Cork, uh, Mr. Coveney. Have you any respect for any other party, any Fine Gael? I thought you were uh, left Fine well, Gael. Uh, uh, no, I did. But if you look at what if you look at what's around, okay, who who would you select from Fianna Fáil? 
I, you know, I'd love Nile to Collins. think. But he needn't be, he well, needn't Nile, be any Nile, member of any Collins, You know, Niall Collins is very good at local level, Pat. Yeah. But he hasn't the experience. He hasn't been a full-blown minister. And there aren't too many of them around. OK, you're hardly going to. We could go for Charlie McGreevy and send him back to Europe. But he's probably no interest in it at this stage. You have elder statesmen like... John Rutten, and again, you might say I'm political, uh, party public. I'm not. But you well, if you, send out, if you send out Danny Hillary, he'd be nearly better than the crowd you're after. but now Because, I mean, they're all... I mean, listen, that's, that's what's wrong. The, the Brutons, like, I mean, what what they have to contribute now, their pockets are well lined with money. Oh, in the Guinea, the same. I mean, they... Like, but you see, the question that you asked in the, in, in the first instance about, yeah. the, about the bravado of the three mm. leaders coming together, like, yeah. they came together. They didn't want him going at all because the thing about it, they were hoping that, that there was, was a punchless pilot job. We want you gone, but we want, well, we want Carl Fugan. I'd gone. say Michal Martin. Leave that to the lady in Europe. Michal Martin might like to see Coveney out of the way in Cork. Could well, be one way of getting getting rid of him, getting rid of. Well, uh, I yeah. I would agree that 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 Coveney is a, is an excellent. He's, he's yeah, one he's of as all. good as you probably he's guess. Good. He he has he's he's a good you top see, class man. Pat, yes. there's uh, 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 Tom. There's no point in sending a boy in a man's place. There isn't. But you see, the but but, but the man must do his job, as see, Jerome. Well, we they're know. talking about about Big Phil. Big That's Phil. Will you will you give one hand a chance to say a few words? Plenty time for one. Even after 11 o'clock. Big Phil presided over the... What's that agreement that brought in... that uh, 12 months ago, it allowed... Beef from South 800,000 mm. tonnes of Brazilian, and he gave us the two fingers. He said, yep. that's the way it goes. Good. And, and now they're crying about him, DFA, and the, the Farmers Journal, Fine Gale. They're all... There'll be tomorrow, there'll be tears. There'll be nearly national... I know there's a big meeting, even, there's a big meeting in, in Europe in the next couple of days, an agricultural meeting with all the commissioners and so forth and the ministers of agriculture around Europe and we have no one to send out out of all the ones we had well no, you're saying to me can give me a chance to come in mm. I mean if, I, if ever I went for a point the two subjects that you didn't touch on was religion and politics so, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we can ever agree you know, and that's, that's it isn't it you know, so but it's bad planning well, like you, you think that, uh, that Michal Martin he already had picking two agricultural ministers yes. so he obviously knows what he has in the plate yeah. you think he'd have appointed a new one fairly fast and hope for the best. The doll would have to miss, Pat, you're saying. The doll the has doll to be sanctioned. It has. Yeah. That's holding him up. And yeah, he, 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 office as well. But he doesn't want the doll to meet. That's another problem. <laughs> He doesn't want to give me a low platform. Now, we'll go to the virus lens, I think. Now, we'll go away from the politics for a minute. Mm. And it has been stated that um, people under 40 who recover from the virus are now reporting heart issues. Oh. Mm. And as Tom has been saying, and saying myself there, we don't really know what long-term effects this virus is going to leave on anybody, young or old. You know? Yeah, what's, what's amazing about it is that, you know, with, with all the geniuses around the world that nobody's come up with a vaccine, you know. I mean, I hear, I hear, you know, the Oxford model is supposed to be the best one at the moment type of thing, which is in, in liaison with the Amer- American crowd over there. I talked to my son about it. It was in uh, Philadelphia yesterday. 
and uh, they have a vaccine seemingly they have a vaccine but it's getting it to the point where it can be manufactured mm-hmm. and of course all the trials that has to be done on humans because they have it seemingly they have some sort of a vaccine that's been tried on whatever rats and mice and whatever the hell but not to a point where they they can actually bring it out and then of course the manufacture of it be massive and it's again politics come into that you know even as stupid as it is but it does amaze me that, that you know right I mean, you think this is, I mean, this, even going back to biblical times, there's been nothing like this. The black, global, global. The Black Death in the European. Well, yeah, but even even then, I mean, that, these days the travel is mm. easy. Mm-hmm. Then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't, it was, it was confined. Uh, As you mentioned travel on there, I, I, I'd be defending Phil Hogan to some degree because we know what he did and he did what he felt like doing but we've allowed tourists in from literally every country and America included and they're supposed to quarantine for 14 days and there was absolutely no checks whatsoever you were just advised and let them off and I think that was reckless I know it, it was to suit the economy suit the tourist people etc but it, it, it's leaving its mark well, I think it should have been done at the mm. point of departure and point of arrival mm-hmm. you know I think that would be the place to do it yeah. you know sort of if, if agreements between the countries there to do it actually on departure or Arrival. The, the, the yes, one, there's just a, yeah, I agree with you there, but there is a, an odd aspect to this. If if it was coming into the country, uh, Kerry and Galway have probably the highest level of tourists if you go to either place at the moment. They're packed, <laughs> but they yet they have the lowest incidence of COVID. There are very few cases of COVID in those places. True. So. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the argument with regard to travel. I think the biggest problem is what's uh, coming out of the home, uh, people's homes. Uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with the meat processing plants and other food processing well, cheap factories. Cheap labour in the meat the factories factor, and yeah. they're sl- sleeping in the one bed, literally 24-hour long, yeah. but on the bed, one crowd in, one crowd Rotation. out. That's a very good point that Gerald made about the travel there. Yeah. But, you know, the Kerry particularly, yeah. you know, that's where I live. So. Mm. Kerry have had very, very few cases in the past two months. Limerick? It's not good. Limerick is dangerously high Tipperary every night. Is frightening. Every night yeah. Tipperary is frighteningly high. But that's mainly because of the mushroom, mushroom factory in Golden and uh, the meat factory, meat yeah, factory right. in Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, the, the whole aspect of it And was, they're all foreign workers. Well, most, literally most of the cases are foreign yeah. workers. You see, was the, the, the areas like they were overlooked, you know, they made the nursing homes, number one, and there, you, you know, there was a scandal and what will come out there would be frightening. And what we're, what we're even getting already, or, or you know, the, the the snippets that are coming out and that that inspection there by uh, HICWA, I mean, their report on it like, was, sh- was shocking. And then you had the meat factories that, that really slipped in. You know, there was a lot of carelessness there by the management and by the companies themselves, who were, who were huge economic companies, massive uh, funding and, and wealth behind them, working with practically slave labour and all foreign workers like there, and their housing 
their conditions. Nobody cares about them. It's the same as the sections. They say you'll be kind of you'll nearly be classed as racist now if you you know if you went into the detail about that. And then there were the the, um, the centres like where where we were housing the I mean the the, the, the asylum seekers and all that. There was that's those are scandals, and they're all that's all management, and they've been ignored. They've been ignored by the governments and by the department, by the Department of Justice and Health, and by the actual the the, the medical people themselves as well. The HSE have having no, and that is where the real core is now. And you know, community. I mean, community contamination now is is really the whole thing. You know that people have to really, truly like isolate and be very careful. And it's uh, 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 deaf ears. Complacency uh, is a big complacency. No one is the word. You see, from from the 29th of June, when things were freed up, people took liberties that weren't been taken previously. Uh, we were fine. The yes. numbers were down. Uh, they yeah. were really down low in June in terms of the... They were down to 21 in terms of the clusters that originated in the home. By July, they'd gone up to 92. And uh, this month so far, there are 156. Yeah. And, and 78 of those 56 have been in the last week between Sunday and Sunday, between the 16th and the 23rd. And they're clusters that relate to homes. Now, some of those homes are the homes of people that work in those meat plant processing plants and factories, etc. That's, that's a major problem. And if people, if people don't, and this business having three sets of people into your house, yeah. you can invite two other families to visit you or yeah. whatever at the same time. Good. We'll go to an ad break, folks, and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on the 26th of August 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on West Limwick 102FM. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon and Owen Hand. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limwick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, folks. I send this text from the hills overlooking the floor and Carl Connors. Can the panel please discuss Limerick Hospital accused of PR exercise? So to cut that one a bit short, I suppose, that they are now finding a new way of doing it, giving out the figures, which means they won't be highlighting the real numbers in the regional hospital. So just of that one, Con Crimin called, comment about the Irish media, especially the print media, very biased against Donald Trump. He is the most pro-life president in the history so says Khan and uh, hello Pat I personally great time for Jerome until tonight Jerome Scanlon but I think tonight Jerome has lost his marbles with his nominations for to replace Phil Hogan I think Jerome must be considering rejoining Fine Gael. personally I feel they are all unsuitable uh, that's my own abbreviation of the last line of that one that's Mike and Kilmallock 
and a replacement for Phil Hogan should be Maureen McGuinness, Tom in Glynn, and hi Pat and Tom, so nice to hear you there again on my favourite topical show, as you try to sort out the problems of the day and letting us all know what's what. This lady is 92 years of age. Hi to the panel, especially Owen Hand, great to hear him. And I had a very busy day cleaning, clearing up my rose garden after that storm, Francis. My poor back is <laughs> broken, but it's great to round it all up and relax with a big mug of hot tea and a slice of apple tart and listen to my two favourite men, Pat and Tom, and from Polly the Port, and no kiss for Tom tonight, and hi to Jerome. Hello, Polly. <laughs> Polly, wonderful hearing from you, and mind yourself, because there's another storm coming up to Shannon, and it will bring lots of rain, so you want too many roses left in your rose garden when you're finished with that one. Now, Owen, we shouldn't be having you without talking about soccer, so I'm not really, uh, I, I'm an all-rounder in sport with a keen interest. GA is my first one. I, I'm familiar with soccer, and uh, cricket, I don't understand it at all, but equally, I know it's looking at I look at all the results on Monday and so on, and I notice Limerick Soccer doesn't seem to be coming up anymore. What has happened? With Limerick Soccer? Yeah. Well, it's 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 really a, a terrible shame what's going on. I mean, because it's just a, right now it's kind of a <coughs> it's in a deadlock really. I mean, you've got Pat O'Sullivan as the owner, then you've got uh, Treaty who are looking for the license to be able to do it. And uh, the FAI, obviously, with the state they're in, but they've actually started uh, serious discussions. I I did play a little part in it, I mean, because I, I thought, well, because I just, I've got such a, a good history with Limerick, I thought, well, I'd be acceptable as a good word. And uh, I had a chat with Pat O'Sullivan, and I had a chat with uh, the treaty people, and then I had a chat with uh, Gary Owens. And uh, they, Gary Owens actually, you know, there's been meetings going on, and really it's trying to get the three together to try and sort it, because it's, it's bigger than just, you know, the very fact that they're not, they haven't got a licence to play in the League of Ireland. I mean, the implications right down through football in Limerick and foot, uh, sport in Limerick, it's, it's never mind big, yeah, football. Yeah. But I mean, the soccer, you know, I mean, it, it's just, there's so many, you know, for the kids and all that, you know, for the, to give them a pathway through and to not have that available to youngsters all the way through their playing days. I mean, to me, it's just a disgrace. And it's been caused by what? I don't know. I mean, that's what the FAI have got to try and sort out. To get the people around the table, and that's what I'm instrumental in trying to do, just to get them around the table and no shouting and screaming at each other and then just try and sort out what way forward. But the league here in West Limerick and throughout, I don't know much about the other parts of the county, but I know the Desmond League, they seem to have an office of players and an office of clubs and office of matches. Sorry, no, no. Desmond League have got what the soccer lots of teams lots of games oh yeah. yeah yeah sure and how is it it's not what's the problem in the city for the well I mean yeah, but this is it I mean this is because the, the license about the academy and all that uh, there is no way through for the kids to go to say the likes of the Desmond League because when they're finished with that I mean where do they go any of the kids who've got ability you know, where do they, how does their career... Can't progress it. They can't progress it. And that's a terrible tragedy, I mean, that that should happen. Uh, it really is. I mean, you know, there's, you say there's... I don't know how it can come to a situation where you've got, you've got that and that, is, that has been forgotten in the whole principles of it. And it's kind of maybe there's 
egos come into it and things like that. And of course, there's money comes into it. Of course, there is. But I mean, they should be kind of a secondary to what the main principles of what sport. They, they were in the league last year. They played last year. Yes. Yeah. And they were down the table, and they didn't have enough money. Didn't I think to pay the players? Was that it? Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't know the inner details of of, of uh, you know players not being paid or anything like that. Um, I do. I have met and. Uh, I've, I've listened to sides and whatever, just say, well, look at, come on, let's try and do it. And I think it's it's actually, I think there will be a good outcome coming up shortly. I hope so. You know, knowing what the FAI have been doing to date. Again, get, getting back to your question about trying to sort out the big picture with football. But who has the right in the city to put out a soccer team? Who has? Who has the authority? Who has the right? Well, nobody so, Someone has to get a licence. Yeah, nobody at the moment. You know, that's it. So, or until someone gets a license. Until somebody gets the license. And how many are applying for the license? Well, you, I think you've got Treaty, who are the, the main ones. And the shame of it is they can't use the name Limerick because that's been blocked by the, the Limerick official name type of thing because because there's been legal stuff. That's why I don't want to comment too much because there's a bit of legal stuff going on as well. So, I mean, but again, I think the bigger picture should be addressed. And you think about, you know, Say if somebody went in with the intentions of, which I'm sure that was the case, of being altruistic about it and saying, look, my, my aim is to try and get the kids off the streets of Limerick and, and give them something to do, you know, give them a focus in sport and not to be going down wrong roads and all that. You need a philanthropist like the well, GA have. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like, well, where is he? Where do you get one of them, Jerome? Oh, well, you won't find another McManus. Well, uh, yeah, well, exactly. Tom. I mean, yeah, well, I'm I'm very surprised, like, that it has collapsed to the extent it has, and I would pay great tribute to Pat Sullivan. Pat gave his life to Limerick at Miss Acker. Uh, I, know, I know Pat well, and I've often spoken to him. Uh, soccer in Limerick is very strong, very strong. You have the strongest, actually, I say, general clubs in the country and Limerick. You have Bella, Pike, Fairview, you have uh, Jamesborough, uh, Belenenti, your regional mongers, there are definitely those clubs are, and I think it was actually, would you believe what I say, instead of promoting a Limerick side, I think they were actually in opposition to the, to the, actually, to the Limerick set up, I mean it, Pat couldn't finance the thing to the extent, it's it's huge money now, as, as you know all the players have to be paid and you know, the, 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 the big clubs like, I mean, the Dundalks and the Rovers are taking the best players, they're paying the best money. It's like everything else. When money comes into it, it's the same in rugby. But, I mean, I think I've been watching soccer in Limerick since I was a boy. You know, I saw great matches there. Owen, in particular, it's great to have me here tonight. He's a wonderful man, great record, great sportsman, and 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 uh, he a credit like to him, to himself, his family, and the game as well. And uh, he he has made a great contribution. And it's great to see him uh, that he is still going to make an attempt, but it won't be easy because the, the, I said the bitterness now has crept in and the wounds are deep. But we have a fine stadium in the Macclesfield, one of the oldest and one of the most up to date now in the country. Well, you know. I mean, AP bought that for the itself, Yes, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, he invested a lot of money in that, yeah. and and it's a pity what happened, you know, because I mean, you can go back to I mean, John Fenton, you know, I mean, like yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're legends in Limerick. We say like Andy McAvoy was the, he came, think, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and, and um, you know they were Alfinokan, yeah. you know, they, I mean, those people are are. 
paramount like I mean well, you're right thank you for your earlier comments there but I mean you're right I mean the likes of the Johnny Walsh's the Kevin Fitzpatrick's the Alpha Nukens you know sadly we've lost Joe O'Mahony George and in Joe, fact yeah. I mean you can say that I can tell you that twice a year we still get together that 80s team that I had and they're, they're, they're my great friends now yeah. it, it, but when just on a general point uh, about Limerick football I always thought and it's a shame that it's actually this is happening now where it's kind of affecting so you know with no license but when I was there I always found it I was trying to bridge the gap between the junior football the school by football and the senior yeah. but there was this kind of Rift that it was, had developed over. Well, I'm years. glad you. Like I'm glad we the, agree on that one. Like the, you know. the senior club was was taking yeah. the players without any compensation. I'm not even talking about financial compensation. Exactly. I'm glad that that, 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 that was the point I'm making there because you were at the corporate facing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's sport. It's um, you know, and Limerick has had a great tradition in senior soccer. You know. Yeah. I mean, and and also the, of all of all the, the games, and and I my own experience of it was I I never played soccer. But I followed Limerick, like, I mean, and uh, I, you know, had great days in the Macclesfield and we saw great matches, and you know, and and place packed every Sunday evening. And they, the thing about it is that that the, the point that you, you've made now is what I could never understand, because in Gaelic, you have, you have the clubs and they're pushing their players to play for Limerick. Yeah. In 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 soccer, the junior clubs who are now all about themselves, I think you know, well, I just had to blame them. They, they actually you know? didn't want players coming yeah, to play. No, exactly. They didn't, allow, they didn't want the players yeah, to develop. But I I believe as well as well on what's happening now is like, and and I would be in close contact with with a lot of lads now that are involved in the soccer, like in the in in junior soccer. I mean, actual fact, I was speaking to Norman only yesterday for about an hour over it. He's a gentleman, I mean, and they're an old club and a great club as well. It, or, or Gary Owen, you know, and they're struggling now as well because the bigger clubs, the bigger fish now, the Bellantis, the Fairviews and the Pikes, they're handing out money now as well. And you see, they're paying players now to play junior soccer. So so the problem is escalating now, and I'd say the difficulty for Limerick to, pr- pr- to produce a senior team is going to be very, very hard. Very it's going to yeah. be hard to put together now, you know, because it's broken, the pieces are broken, humpy dumpy for after a while, who's going to put them together? I don't know, is it possible even? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame to hear that that you know that junior clubs are paying players and paying know. big players big money. Well, that's as well. And you see, what they're doing is now the remnants of the old Limerick senior team now, of the team that was there last year. A lot of them are back now playing for clubs as well. You see, yeah, and sure. they have the handout as well, and they have to pay them. How they're getting the money, I don't know. How they're raising the money to pay them, but they're doing it. Well, I mean, it's just, it just really is a shame. Like, I mean, you really, if you had a system where the, the academy and the, you, you go through it, and the, the better kids, you know, the elite kids, the leaders kids, yeah. like I mean, go through the academy, and then that goes into a bigger picture, which brings in the FAI. And then again, what I was doing with the FEI was career guidance and dealing with the youngsters who were going to England. Well, you create a system like akin to Norway, which I won't go into that, but a very, very good system there, where young lads would stay at home until they did their leaving certs. And then they would go, if they were good enough, go abroad. Instead of going over to England at 16, maybe, or 15. Yeah, uh, and be cast you know, really, aside, I mean, like, yeah. That was all very wrong. It, yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't have been that young. Yeah. But they had to. But they had then no choice. Born, 
your ambitions and your plan came to naught because of Mr. Delaney Company. Oh, true. Yeah, you see. Yeah. That's what I said, the general thing that Panty will ask me later on. Yeah. I mean, he set back football right down to the, right down to the grassroots. Yeah. I mean, hugely. And I that's mean, the big challenge. And that is, that's one thing about, about that you can compare the GA to, like, I mean, in, Pat mentioned, uh, I mean, the Desmond League. The Desmond League is very strong. Yeah. I mean, you had Bellingary last week playing the youths, you know, I mean, lucky to be beaten, you know, in the Monster Juniors, you know, in the Monster Youths, like, and that's, I mean, Bellingary, a brutal club, like, you know, who have, who have brought youngsters through, and all the clubs in West Limerick are doing that. They're doing great work, you know, and uh, it's a pity that there isn't a flagship, like, Limerick well, yeah. City I mean, playing that they can, that they can look up and take, and take, you know, be... Be supportive of, like, that's not there. Well, you know what, you're talking about that, and I'll only refer to it very brief, briefly because I wanted to keep talking about the same subject. Delaney, in 2005, uh, there was all this talk about a national academy yeah. in Dublin, in Abbottstown, and uh, to a point where I was asked to maybe investigate it, and I got a top guy from the Premier League, from the FA in England, to come yeah. over as a consultant. To uh, it, and Delaney was no more interested in this man when he came and sat down. He was going to offer his services. This guy was the top guy yeah. of all the academies in England. Now, if that had happened, but it never happened because we know the, sh the ship was gone in a totally different direction. Yeah. You know, we all know which way that was. If that had happened, you na then would have all the different academies around the county, and you would have had one in Limerick. Which you know, you would have a natural so, structure anyway. A natural structure, a natural and structure all going to the, the main one in Dublin, yeah. and keeping your players here and getting them educated. Yeah. But and do you then think they yeah. would be sold as if they yeah. wanted to go? It'd be a decent transfer for coming because they would be eighteen years of age, going into professional world over there. But they've been well tutored yeah. and well used to professional yeah. behaviour. But in saying that, oh no, like and uh, having and we won't drill the name, but I want to ask you something. Uh, you know. Isn't the funding of, of of the senior clubs a lot of this of our senior clubs like Cork City, Galway, Sligo are in serious financial problems? You know, like financial trouble with the funding of of their senior teams is kind of you know is is kind of gone now beyond their reach, isn't it? Oh, it's, I think so. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, gone. Yeah. You see, so that's another problem. But it's, right? an, it's another problem because yeah. it's never been helped by the people who the structures right from the top. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the, that has been a problem, and then of course, you know, it just gets rotten all the way down. Yeah. You know, what I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, the there's, there's, there's the wrong the exactly, school, the there's the wrong like, people yeah. get involved. Yeah, or shall we say, yeah. I, I've seen it so often, not so much the wrong people get involved, but the good people who are involved to start with. Push just out. can't take me. Yeah. And they say, oh, do I need this? They're doing it voluntarily. Yeah. But gentlemen, gentlemen, that applies nearly in every organisation. Well, yeah. Across yeah. The, not the, and the GA we, uh, often said we've had the old system. I, I'm sure the same applies in soccer in the olden days. Delegates, two delegates went from every club to a county board meeting, whatever kind of a meeting it was, and gradually they just got rid of all the doors and now it's the top executive making all the decisions yeah. and the campaigns outside have no say, so you're back into dictatorship. Yeah. Really, it's how it works. Now, another text message in here. Hi, Pat. Despite the uh, prison surge and COVID case, there appears to be only 20 or so hospitalised with it. As there has been a high percentage of cases of young people recently, it doesn't seem to have an overly adverse effect on them. So maybe the building of immunity might be a positive rather than focusing totally on the vaccine. I feel Simon 
Coveney would be the best candidate among the government ranks to get the commissioner's job. Michal Martin had no choice but to call it for Phil Hogan to resign as his two ministers had to resign and I feel it would have caused great turmoil within Fianna Fáil if he had not called for Phil to consider his position. I also feel that Barry Cowan was unfairly treated. Christy Kelly, one of our regulars here. Yeah. <coughs> well, um, what point? What point is he making? That, I mean, His point is that, Phil, that uh, Eugene Coveney would be fine for the job, in, and uh, and Barry Cowan shouldn't have resigned. He says. Well, I, I say that there's no doubt about it. I mean, we just if I, he would be my choice now, I'm Coveney, like no doubt about that. That's, we've already passed that here. Eugene, Mr. Jerome, like agree on that point. <coughs> but um, as a guy. You don't think Jerome lost all his marbles, then? No, I do not. Well, I do. When he mentioned John Broughton, like, you know, and then... Uh, uh, no, Richard Broughton. Oh, Richard Broughton, sorry. It was Richard Broughton, yeah. Well, OK, well, I ended to him. <coughs> so, any, anyway, that, that as regards, I mean, Barry Cowan, I mean, he, he no lost, like, because, in actual fact, that was a fiasco of an appointment, number one, and it was a huge, it was a huge mistake by Michael Martin and he made a bigger one in, in the replacement so I mean he's making he's beginning to make four pause now and uh, I mean we need people with integrity and with honesty and we need people you, you know what we need is like when you I often think about it and I've been thinking about talking to myself and you know probably maybe I'd be better off if I was talking to myself all the time but when you were I mean if you were a minister like I mean in a cabinet or if you were surely to God like I mean you wouldn't be up playing golf you know, I mean, you can't be working. I mean, you see, this is this is the the, the, the thing that puzzles me. Are the ministers in name only a lot of these people? Pat, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, we have to agree. We don't agree on many things, but I think I think that, that they're only figureheads. Yeah. That's all they yeah. are. Just write down there. Yes, minister. Like. The real minister is the civil yeah. servant. Yeah. We do play that here some nights on the <coughs> a piece from Yes Minister about oh, European yes, Parliament. Yeah. You know that funny bit <laughs> yeah, and about yeah. the, the stupid Irish that didn't have all Yes Minister, Yes yeah, Minister. Yes, so. You always see fellas putting, putting the set of golf clubs into the, I mean, the most of them you wouldn't hit about it that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, but it appears now, I don't know her own is a golfer or not, Jerome. That lover? No. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I never hit a golf ball that I don't intend to, and, and I. It's but, a great sport for older yeah, people. Yeah, I know, thank you very much. Own dumping ages, ages <laughs> now here in this program. <laughs> You'll expose me. But uh, I think myself that, uh, you know, that a lot of decisions are made on golf courses by very, very senior people no, in no, our no. banking and in our judiciary and in our and he just been proven out this last that's weekend. And that's an absolute disgrace. That's what it is. It's a kind of a lobbyist hideaway and you know, and now it is it is shoving into the into the the God part situation. That's what they're going now for, for solace and for, for to hide themselves away. Some and the most of them don't believe in God at all. Some people it, call it oh, it is who you know. Yeah, it, now we have five minutes it, left and used to be we, we, we must have a bit of respect for th 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 these p folks and, and think about them on this occasion indeed in their present difficulties and I, th there are many people in great difficulty financially at the present <coughs> time many shops the businesses are gone way down people aren't inclined the older people many of them in the 60s I know haven't literally moved at all or come outside their doors since this thing started and they're still cocooning so to speak or being extremely careful and the people I really have in mind are the musicians 
entertainers, singers, all those t type of people on. They're only getting 350 a week. Many of them have families, maybe loans on their properties as well. Huge standing expense. I think yeah, it, is, week. And, it, is, and it is an awful shame because obviously their earnings are come from entertaining the public. And I mean, how to overcome that? I mean, it's. I do think that there could be some sort of leeway to be able to say, look, I mean, if they're in, in a, a venue that, that can practice the social distancing, I, you know, I think, <coughs> I think common sense, <coughs> you know, we're talking about complacency and all that, but I think common sense should prevail as well. Like, I mean, for instance, like, I mean, rural, rural pubs, as against, say, city pubs, there are two different, two different things, really. You know, I, I just think that, I mean, the, the country publican, and now, okay, I'm getting on to the, the musicians, I'm not changing the whole subject, but I, what I'm saying is about let common sense prevail, that there are the rules and regulations, and I think the mm. rules and regulations have been so mixed and so changeable and whatever, about, uh, that again, we're back to the leadership thing, yeah. that, about all that. But I do, I mean, people like musicians, it's, it must be very difficult to say a musician with family and all that, when they were just uh, getting the, the bear. Yeah, there's too many contradictory uh, aspects to this. You see, the spending power pat is with the older people in this country. And if the, we can't get the old people out and about, you won't have the spending activity we need. And younger people need, in my view, to realise that they have to respect certain limits because otherwise our older people will be afraid to go out. And 70% of the COVID cases that are coming back positive right now are people under the age of 45. They are, they've probably taken a little bit more liberty than they should. And if we go back to the 29th of June when this government was formed, the, we had a change in Ministers for Health. And the, the new Minister for Health came along and that his very first... Uh, press conference and he said go out and enjoy yourselves for the weekend folks to me go out certainly go out and spend money but go out and be extremely careful but Pat, I'd be I'd be very supportive of the entertainers, you know, because I have a f huge interest in drama yes. and in music, and and uh, I, I feel very sorry for Ashley, you know, that I I I I, I they're an integral part of our culture, and uh, you know they've contributed more so than any organisation. Each individual entertainer there, and you have the bands, you have the drama groups, and uh, you know the actors, and uh, you know. I mean, and you uh, have, have have contributed as well and supported all local acts in your um, in, of your of your career. I mean, very much so. And you're aware of the the traditions. And I I actually you, you know say that what we can do is and what people should do is they should buy their records and tapes and things like that. And that would be a help as well because to, it, it it will fall it back. But we have to take charge of it and make the decisions. And Pat. Last Sunday night, I had I was in my birthday actually. You know, if he happy birthday, I don't want any presents right real. now here. But, uh, but you know, Pat, I can't disclose that now at the moment. <laughs> that's but it, uh, that's personal data. But I, I, my friends, and I have few of them, not too many of them, but Mark and uh, Liam Hayes and Tommy 
and then they put together for me uh, the streamlined show from the Kilfenora Kelly Band. They had an actual fact, uh, a streamlined concert from Innes, from Glow last Sunday night. A wonderful night's entertainment that they had live, you know, which was, you know, it t- was t- the best present I could ever have anywhere. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying, Pat. If we look at the Red Keel House Hotel below to take two or three hundred people, and imagine that people aren't entitled to have a meeting mm. of 10 people inside in that big ballroom. Equally, from the band point of view, that a band could sit above there, a one-man band could sit above, and 50 people would yeah. be inside in that. And that's all they get anyway, 50 to 60 for the old folks. Yeah. Can't for the life of me yeah. see what happened to do. But the worry, oh, the, yeah, the, the, what the worry about it is, you see, that it's not an issue. It's not been discussed either, so it's not your own anywhere. Yeah. We don't hear it being spoken. I mean, these, there are thousands of tremendous... Yeah. That is our, our whole life, but it will be mine anyway. It, it's entertained me from all my life, and I feel more than support. I mean, sorry, can't be cashed anywhere in any bank. I mean, I, I think they need support. You know, I, essential. And that concert last essential. Sunday night should be try, should be put on by other bands like I mean, you know, I mean, the Shandrum or one of them because you have to pay for it, like, and let's yeah. pay small money, you know. Yeah. Have we, are we nearly finished here? Yes, yes. Oh my God. Before we go, can I say uh, hello and hello to the Wells family who are listening to us in Watford in London, Austin Wells there. How do they do that, by the way? I, I'm, I haven't used this about this. Listen to it on the internet, is it? The internet and Google and Alexa, you can get us on all, on all podcasts. Isn't that right, Jason? They're listening Jason. to us over in Watford. On all they, podcasts. They beside me in Denalapa. Yeah, Denver yeah. Kiri, Watford or Kings Langley? What do I, what's, what's King's Landing? They're right beside uh, Watford. Oh, I don't know. I don't yes. know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so, folks, our sincere thanks to Owen Hand, Tom Ryan, and Councillor Jerome Scanlon, and Jason Smith, of course, very reliable on the desk here every Wednesday night. And our thanks to all the callers as well. And of course the virus is still with us and as used to say just imagine everybody has it so make sure you'll be extra careful keep your distance as much as possible and in the meantime take care and who knows how many people will have resigned between here and next next week the judge we didn't get around to him much tonight but he's, t- he's available for next week I take his it his day will come his day will come sound Jerome so gentlemen thank you for joining us tonight and listeners take care 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on the 26th of August 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on Westlinwick 102 FM. Jerome Scanlon and Owen Hand joint Pat O'Donovan and Tom Wine for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314-948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie